Welcome to another edition of Pillars of Heaven. I'm in the studio with JB today. Welcome, JB. Thanks, Dr. Mike. Always glad to be here. Always glad to have you here. Uh, we are missing Miss Brianna today. She's out working hard again, not bringing us food again. Bree Jones. Yeah, Bree Jones. She's made. preparing food, but not for us. Yeah, but not for us. <laughs> and uh, so what we'll do is uh, we may have a surprise call later from her. So maybe we can get her involved a little bit. Um, a couple things here that our group is, is growing and I want to say welcome to all the new members and, uh, man, it's, it's we lost one or two. Yeah. Um, but that's okay because we're, we're gaining eight or nine and, uh, it's just growing, man. It, it's good to see that people are interacting and, and reaching out. And I encourage everybody to keep doing that spread the word, uh, Psalm three, four, six ministries on Facebook. Make sure you, yeah are becoming part of that group. Yeah, it's a great group and it's a clean group, you know, and what I mean by that is, so uh, so Dr. Mike, just you just mentioned about we lost a member, but I actually removed a, a member. Is that the advertising? Yeah, because, yeah. you know, someone was spamming and, I, and I'm fair about it. I warned them and he still did it again. I saw that, so, yeah. So gone. Oh, it sounded um, like a great service and, and then they, yeah. and they're legit, but um, that's not why we're here. Right, and, um, and the post was, you know, you know, I, I wrote a post just the other day about, I want this community to be a safe environment, a peaceful environment for followers of Jesus and supporters of our ministry. And I'm, you know, I am going to be on top of this as far as like spammers go, uh, people, if they're being rude, you know, or disrespectful, there won't be any of that. There won't be any fighting or anything like that. You know, we're not going to put up with that. This is a safe place for everyone to go and, you know, be a part of a community. But at the same time, I mean, if we're supporting somebody's uh, company or business, and I mean, that's that's a conversation we can have off off of that group and they can reach out to yeah. us. And then, you know, I have definitely want to support local business and well, there's especially a, people from this group. There's a difference between spamming and, yeah. and talk. I, I don't, it's, it's not that I don't mind, I don't mind people talking about what they do, but to outright just come out with these posts, just blasting just, your business. Yeah, yeah. And this particular individual never made any kind of interactions in the group whatsoever. Yeah, I saw that. Other than just their spam posts. And that's that's abuse of, of the service, of the community. Well, other than, I mean, yeah, and at the same time, I, I totally agree with you. Um, at the same time, uh, we are all about promoting local business. Um, so if you do want our support on it give us give us a call oh yeah definitely <laughs> you know, reach out to yeah. us yeah we'll we'll even uh we'll even uh throw your name around on our podcasts and stuff oh absolutely i mean look yeah. what i do with cure international i plug that every yeah. time uh we're all about on, we're yeah. all about supporting each other yeah and, and our, our group is growing and welcome to all the new members and if you're hearing this for the first time welcome uh we we do this pillars of heaven there's usually a third host here and we talk about some current events and some stuff going on and then we talk about some scripture and um, it, it's really designed to get some people talking and to have your thoughts and if, if you ever have a question or a comment man we're here you know reach yeah, out definitely. And, and and check it out there are some new things with our our website that's going on we're doing some changes we we now have the p346.shop if you go over there that site is going to be changing constantly. You can get right now coffee delivered to your house, uh, our T-shirts and our, some of our merchandise is on there right now. That is going to be totally revamped very shortly. Yeah, we got to get our hands uh, on some of that coffee. Yeah, the coffee's awesome. <laughs> uh, that shipped free out to you. That helps support our ministry. Michelle is going to be revamping our entire 
website there for for merchandise. I'm super excited. Yeah, by big this shout summer. out to Michelle. Yeah, thank you, Michelle. There, there's going to be so much cool stuff on there. Um, so we're we're going to promote that for yeah. sure. But in the meantime, uh, welcome. And if you haven't met Bree yet, my man, what a what a breath of fresh air she is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, and just say, just know that any you know any purchases you make through our store, it's just another way to help support you know our our ministry and what we do. So it's it's huge. And then in the meanwhile, you get to enjoy some of that delicious coffee. Yeah, and um, you you know you get to wear the merch if you want a, one of our Psalm thirty four six Ministries hats or shirts. Yep, it's all up there. Yeah, good stuff, and it's. I'm wearing know, my shirt right now. Yeah, it's good. Stuff. I see that. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, they actually, uh, and they're comfortable. Yeah, uh, they are, and they super. I wrote the company. I was like, really enjoy this, and they had a small. Uh, they printed the wrong thing on mine. Yep. And I was like, listen, this is great. I love it. And they're like, no problem. I'll send you another one. A uh, super cool company. Yeah, the uh, customer service is really good. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, if you're not familiar with us. Uh, we have a Bible outreach program. We do a food ministry. We we are connected with um, churches around the world. And Pastor Simon over in South Sudan, um, welcome, brother. Uh, man, we miss you. You're such a blessing to us. Yeah, another shout out to Pastor Simon, yeah, he, South Sudan, he, Living Water Ministries. He, he is such an encouragement. I have some personal things going on in life, and he has been so instrumental with me and sending me, he'll, he'll voice message me prayers. And man, what, what a blessing you are. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, one day, I really, I really think we're all going to be standing in the same room. That would be really at, cool. At, at some point. Um, we also have Nadia joining us from from Pakistan, Pakistan yeah. and, and we just sent out some stuff to her, and that is in transit. It, it should be arriving to her very shortly. We're excited about that. Our ministry is growing, and, and maybe you want to be a part of it. Now's the time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, We're definitely always on the move. You know, it's it's uh, it's a lot of work, but it's it's a labor of love, and you know, it's work for Christ. You know, that's the most important thing. Yeah, Bible ministry is growing. Our, our food ministry is really growing. And I'm about to, uh, I'm about to to buy a couple of cases of Bibles towards the end of the month. So if you need a Bible, we want to put one in your hand. Oh yeah, that that's simple. That's the other part of the the P three four six dot shop. If you go on there, there's a section called, with Bibles on it, and you can just put the the Bible in your cart. There's no cost. And fill out your information, and we'll ship it right out. So. Um, that's another way you can tell us you need a Bible. And, and so here we go. All right. So, all right. so welcome <laughs> to the show. Thank you. We got that all the way. Let's hit our first headline from around the world. Sounds good. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. So there's a report out that says, um, we're going to talk about abortion. And this is, we, we talked about last time that uh, Kentucky became the 13th states, one of the 13 states with gender. And uh, it is also one of the 13 states um, which most abortions have been banned and that includes Idaho, South Dakota, Wisconsin, Missouri, Kentucky, like I said, West Virginia, Tennessee, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and Texas. They banned so the, abortion. They've banned entirely. It, yeah. and, and there's a report now that says the most significant abortion drops have been in these states where the anti-abortion laws were put in place and there has been a cumulative total of 43,410 fewer people who had abortion so far. So they're estimating that there's been over 32,000 babies lives saved after that 
Roe versus Wade was overturned. So uh, I, I thought that was a super awesome number. Um, yeah. It just reminds you that, you know, there's, you're not alone if you're against abortion and, you know, as Christians, we feel a certain way about that. And, and I, I hear the arguments going already. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, oh, well, if you ban abortions, people are still going to have abortions. They're just going to have them illegally. And then it's going to be a a higher risk of death to the mothers and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But all right, we could, we could make the same argument, argument about stealing or murder. Like, yeah. Well, if we don't legalize murder, then, you know, people are just going to do it illegally and then it's going to be a higher risk to everybody. And, you know, yeah, that's a good point. That's no excuse uh, to legalize something that's wrong. Yeah. And this is a controversial topic uh, across the whole nation. It's it's splitting. It's another one of those uh, divisive tools to to get us against each other. Yeah. Um, but if you're in these 13 states, yeah, you're going to have the arguments. We hear the arguments all the time. But these 13 states are against it. Um, and, and since this has been overturned, 32,000 baby lives. Think about awesome. that, 32,000 awesome. Yeah, because the reality lives. of it is this. Yeah, you might still have that extreme rare case where someone might try to have an, an illegal abortion. But I think most people aren't. Yeah. Most people aren't going to do that. So you, the numbers of, of babies saved is still going to be astronomical and that opens up so much debate I, I mean there's you know that leads you down so many different tunnels of you know same-sex marriage and same-sex people adopting and you know, you, there's so much involved with this topic yeah uh, we could spend months and months and months about this but I, as a Christian um, you know, if you feel abortion is wrong, that that's that's your state your your statement and your your uh, your stance on it. Uh, the Christians that I speak with that are for it, I mean, I hear what they're saying. Um, yeah, I, I'm personally I'm against it. Uh, I'm a pro life person, and that's opened me up to so much. Uh, uh, well, how can you say this and how can you do that? And blah, yeah, blah, blah, you know, uh, that's it. I'm I'm pro life. The end. Well, I- so. I want us to get a little sidetracked here because it made me think of this talking about like legalizing stuff so that it would, um, because it's safer. Um, was it, I don't think, I don't think the United States has legalized this yet, but maybe Canada, um, legalized assisted suicide. We is, haven't, we haven't yet. Is that a thing in Canada though? I don't know. I'd have to check that. I, Cause I was, I know one of the countries we're talking about it, possibly pushing it through. So somebody might say, well, it's safer because, you know, then, you know, it's controlled, whatever, you know, but uh, yeah. I, that's, that's sick. That's wrong. And, you know, if, if, if somebody, in my opinion, if somebody goes to a doctor and says they're thinking about committing suicide, I'd want people to try to help that person, not help them kill themselves, but actually get help. And then, is this like what we've become as a society? Like now you you go you go to someone and you say you want to end your life and they help you end your life. Well, you know it's it's the medical assistance in dying and and it's uh, again so many so many arguments and conversations about it with you know what if they're in severe pain and, and you're you're easing them out of their pain and um, euthanasia in uh, in this country came under uh, who was that doctor I forget his name. Um, that came under so much. Uh, I, I even know that there's a there's a, 
roller coaster where it's designed to kill you slowly, where you go down and it's the G forces slowly. There's so many loops in it, and as really? it goes on, yeah, it slowly passes you out and you slowly pass away. Um, but it's medical assistance, and I, I, I I'm gonna read this to you. It says uh, euthanasia in Canada in its legal voluntary form is called medical assistance in dying and is first became legal, um, well, it says June 2016, uh, for terminally ill adults. So uh, maybe you're right. Uh, that's, that seems like a long time ago. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I remember hearing about it through headlines or something, reading a little bit about it. I just was always disturbed by it. Yeah. It was an article about uh, Dr. Death, Dr. Death. Mm -hmm. And basically talking about assisted suicides, people who, and of course they, they use the, you know, they use excuses like the extreme cases, like somebody who's met, you know, medically or terminally ill, but. I wonder if they're expanding that to mentally ill. I, I, I think they. I, I mean, think, because nowadays we have no idea what mentally ill is. Yeah. But I mean, we have a section of that we label, but there's also a, a running rampant, identity crisis yeah. where we're not men, like labeling it mental illness uh, where it is 1000% just that. And it, the medical community, anytime they introduce these radical things, they always like to use extreme cases to defend them. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Like with abortion. Oh, what they always say, what if someone got raped or, you know, m most abortions aren't because of rape cases. Mm -hmm. uh, and the same thing with this, like they're saying with the, the suicide assistance, like, oh, well, you know, somebody's terminally ill. But so what are they, what are they, what are they really, and I think this is all you need to know about what the medical community thinks of people. Because I, I really do think they want to start pushing people to, to, to off themselves, Just, uh, yeah. to end their lives. While we're overpopulated, we'll go back to that again. Well, yeah, and, and, it, and it's like it's just another way to, you know, they're they're already messing with people's minds and and confusing them, like you said, with these identity crises. Yeah, you know, and and these people are 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 getting are becoming severely unstable. I mean, where do you draw the line? Because then there's, you know, you've got homeless, then you have a disabled, then you have people with chronic pain. Uh, then this next will be newborn infants. And then it'll, you know, you know, where do you draw the line? It's just, um, you know, you know, it's like I said about the, the mental ill, mental, mental illness is a, a real thing. And I'm not going to go on to that um, because we, we, <laughs> we don't have enough time to get yeah. into that. But I mean, you know, I heard something funny from a Muslim, uh, actually, that was, we were talking about gender identity, and um, that, I was like, you know, it's their promised 72 virgins or whatever, and it's, they're so, so transgender positive, and I'm like, well, what if your 72 virgins were 72 transgenders? <laughs> and, you know, and I'm like, oh, you ever think of that? Oh, I never thought of that, you know, Um so <laughs> this debate is, you know, this, this topic, highly controversial, you know, as Christians, uh, you know, like I said, I, I'm pro-life. We believe that life, uh, you know, the Bible says that, you know, God forms you in the, in the womb and he knows you before that. And it, you get to the debate is, the, the, the real debate is when do you think life begins? And that's different for everybody, apparently. Yeah. Um, you know how they think of that, and what what reasons. And uh, so, anyway, to to pull back even further, Roe versus Wade overturned thirty two thousand babies' lives saved. So, yeah, th there's the positive in it. Definitely. Um, 
Okay, here's another one that, uh, man, we can, we can spend hours on that topic. Uh, <laughs> all right, here's a poll by the American Bible Study, and this says 86% of Americans say the nation is in moral decline, but they don't know why, right? So Seriously, it uh, says yeah, they don't know a, why? A lot of them say it's a lack of positive parental involvement. Um and man, we could argue this yeah. uh, for hours too. Yeah. But I mean, 86% of Americans, uh, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot it of is. Americans um, that we, I mean, make no mistake about it. We are 1000% in moral decline. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe they don't understand. We're really on the verge of Sodom and Gomorrah. I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just heard a disturbing thing that a coworker of mine was telling me about. He was talking about kids' cartoons. And he was saying now he doesn't he doesn't let his daughter watch like this newer stuff because it's disturbing. He said that he he tunes into like all the stuff that he watched when we were kids. That's what I'm I my my little guy watches like uh, Rugrats. And, yeah, yeah. Well, he watches stuff from back in the day. Well, um, he was telling me how this one this one cartoon was about like these these two gay men and and they were talking about like, they were they were hugging and kissing each other and and they had like this relationship and it's like. What well, is this even doing? On well, a, that's normalized. Now. Yeah. It's all normal. Well, he said then there was another cartoon where it was about transgender and they were talking on the, sh on, on the cartoon about saying how it's, oh, oh, it's okay if, you know, you feel like you need to be another gender. And yeah, this is programming. Uh, it's programming until, and, and the, you know, that brings up, uh, we were just talking about the Bud Light thing and, and how they put the transgender on there and, and the well, uproar and, and you know, um, now you see their sales dipped way down, and now they're coming out saying, well, we never intended it to make a statement for them. Yes, you did. 1,000% <laughs> you did. And, um, you know, now, now your sales are suffering, but whatever. But there's 86% of Americans say we are in, man, we're in trouble here. But yeah. like we just really are, and it's not just here. This is a global a global decline. Um, well, look at the stuff that that Putin says about the United States. Now, well, look what everybody says about. Yeah, I mean, it, he said it, he said about the kids and, and them not have like there's no moral values and yeah. like you know. But I guess you know in this country everything's like well you know accept everything. Well, that that brings up you know twenty six percent of that group saying the decline is lack of positive parental involvement makes sense right that, that makes sense just like putin says you know the kids have no listen you, you that that goes back to the old nature versus nurture yeah. right you know and if you have <clears throat> twins and you separate them uh you know everyone saw that movie with arnold and, and danny devito where you take two <laughs> twins and one's grown up with all the positive stuff and one's one's left to the you know to fend for themselves well there's a couple of things happening at the same time so yet yeah, the with the moral decline there's a lot of people not going to church anymore not being brought up with christian values and, and biblical values and then you have uh we're, we're in a society where people are so much busier now and they don't have as much time to be involved in their child's life because they're so busy just working and paying bills yeah um there's distractions from electronic devices that's another big problem that's a huge problem and here's the here's the next assault on our life our, our modern lifestyles what they're teaching the kids so a lot of the parents, and there, you know that from the recent news, there's been a lot of pushback with parents, especially in Virginia. But um, so meanwhile, you have 
you have these these this agenda of them pushing this stuff on the kids and then maybe you're so busy and caught up with life and trying to pay bills that you don't even know what they're what they're being fed at school and then to make matters even worse to compound on it the the stuff that they're being pushed on them in their in their TV programming you know, like I said earlier about what my coworker was saying with the one cartoon, how I was talking about, yeah. you know, gender identity and transgender and switching genders and. Well, you can't put on any of these services or whatever yeah. without their, their. Um, so we're being assaulted or, on all. Yeah, it's all like fronts thrown in your face. Yeah. So and well, you know, you put that in front of your kids, and the more normalized it is, and it's now it's more accepted, and it, you know now it's not such a big deal anymore. Right? And first it's shocking, and, you know, and that's and, why they want to go after the kids because it's yeah. like the brainwashing. It's like Hitler Youth. Well, it's so, so much start, easier start to start young. Yeah, it's so much easier to uh, form them mm -hmm. rather than to change them. Yeah, when, when they're when they're older, when they're set in their ways. So you bleed that generation out, and you you raise a, a younger generation that's been told one way. Um, you know, and I, I saw another thing here, not to go way off topic, but um, we're talking about the Euphrates drying up and, and the 200 million man army that's prophesied in yeah. Revelation and Russia and China making this agreement. And there's never been that size army before in the history. And now all of a sudden... 200 million man army, not such a, a far, a far cry, right? You know, that's going to march across the dried up Euphrates, which is drying up. The only thing with the whole drying up the Euphrates river, because I literally just finished the book of revelation this morning. Yeah. It was, that's, that's after I think one of the angels pours out one yeah. of the bowls of God's wrath. Hmm. And the scripture makes it sound like the river dries up instantly. So I don't know. I don't know. The timeline, see, I struggle with the timeline of the book of Revelation. Yeah. Because I don't think it's all in chronological order. Well, make no mistake. The the, the river is drying up. Yeah. Um, whether the, it's been, remember, when that dries up, and if you're in, in that Revelation, you know those four That's, angels that are, uh, you, you know what comes next. And, you know, they're released to to slaughter, <laughs> the, to, to run rampage on 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 what's left of earth right so um but when, when we're way off yeah topic now, so. yeah anyway that's a you know revelation <laughs> yeah you know it's and it's funny because you know we're not going to spend a lot of time on revelation in this show but i just want to quick say it because i was i was in a conversation with a, a believer at work and we were talking about the end times and he believes that we're currently living in the end times or towards the end of you know this world yeah and we were talking about the book of Revelation and, and I told me how it's all written in there. And he says, a lot of people don't want to read it because they're, I guess it bothers them or they're scared. Yeah. And I said, well, that's, that's a ridiculous reason not to read it because not reading it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Yeah. So you might as well know what's written in it. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's, it's interesting you say that because my next uh, headline here, let me read it to you. Study shows Americans who read the Bible have far more hope than non-Bible readers. I, which is I can just, totally stand behind that statement. Like a, like a, a, a duh moment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it says Americans who, who read and engage in the Bible are more likely than non-Bible readers to walk daily with hope, according to a new study. Yeah. I mean, that's a no-brainer <laughs> to, to me. Well, because more than, more than likely, those daily Bible readers are probably... Uh, have faith in Christ and and have the hope of Christ. Oh yeah, for sure. And the hope of salvation. 
I mean, why would you not want to read that book? Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Well, I was talking with another coworker just the other day and, and I was t- telling him about like things that are going on in the world. And, you know, I, and I said, you know, I, I think things are going to get worse. And I said, I'm not a pessimist. I yeah. said, I'm just seeing things for what they are. Yeah. I know I'm just being realistic. I said, I, you know, and I told him, I said, don't panic. I said, don't have, you know, because if you start worrying about things that you can't control and your anxiety gets out of control and that doesn't help you at all. You know, you just, yeah. you know, you have to, you just, I said, you just have to take it by the day and you just, you just pray to Jesus and you ask him to lead you and he will provide the way. And and it's a daily prayer because yes. by the day, oh, yes. we're getting worse and worse here. Yeah. Um, and I have different Psalms that I want to share. I, I'm starting to, what I'm doing is I, I'm getting back into the habit of reading the Psalms every single day. So many, um, chat, uh, so many Psalms per day. Yeah. I'm jotting down really good verses that I'm going to be sharing in the group. And I want everyone to read them because yeah, good. the promises in the Bible, the promises and prayers that were written in the Psalms are just so beautiful and, and so encouraging for our everyday lives. Man, I was just reading, you know, part of my daily, um, man, what book was it? And I was like, it just hit me. And let me pull it up here. Not Amos. What's before Amos? And it's Hosea. Uh, I don't know. I know there's a the group of of small books all around each other. Yeah, I think that one was just like, uh, maybe it was. Let me see. Joel, maybe it was Joel. It was, it was Joel, and I'm like, man, what a, what 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 a, a snap, a snapshot, yeah. Of, man, I, go read Joel. Yeah, it's not it's, long. It's, it's very like one short. page long. Yeah, it's like three three chapters. Or yeah, like that. and go read that and just see if that hits you, uh, as you know, of what's going on and and what man what. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, man, what have I? I I've read this probably who knows how many times but it's just like every time now that i'm you know i'm reading this go through the bible in a year and that'll jump me around the bible and then i'll have my personal reading and and like so that's getting me back to other things and like now more than ever i'm like wow what did i miss this all this time yeah you know like and that's uh, why the bible reading plan is so good to keep to keep the rotation because when you don't have a plan set in place, whatever the plan is, when you don't have a plan and you just randomly read the Bible, yeah. I guarantee you, you're not going to read the entire Bible because yeah. you're going to only pick out books that, you know, maybe are your favorite and you avoid books that you are unfamiliar with. Yeah. But I'm telling you, once you read through the Bible and the way I, the program I do, the plan I use is I alternate. Um, I'll like, uh, like, so I just finished the book of Revelation. So the next book I'm going to read is First Kings because I left off you know, in, in that part of the Old Testament. Mm. And then after I read that book, I'm going to go read the book of Matthew. And I alternate between New Testament and Old Testament. That's what I do. And I read the entire yeah. Bible. And and it's like, and it, I, I go through this Bible in a year program, right? And it Jake takes you Old Testament and hits you. Right now I'm doing Old Testament and then it, it, it breaks that into New Testament. Then you've got Psalms and Proverbs. Yeah. And, and so... On top of that, no, yeah, there's it's really good. To, it's really good. To, I, I'm bringing it back again. It's really good to read the Psalms on a daily basis. Yeah. There, well, there's two. Uh, no, I agree 100. percent Yeah. And uh, there's there's two passages I want to talk about after we get through the headlines. That uh, as I'm reading, because then I'll go through, and now I'm going through and reading. Um, so this will this year in a in a read the Bible in a year has got like maybe four books at a time that you jump around. Oh, right. okay. And so then yeah. I'm, I'm jumping into 
I'll start somewhere else and alternate. So yeah. now I'm reading a, a couple other things too, and just went through the Easter message and, and um, there's so much in there. Yeah. And, and now I'm, you know, now I'm looking at the letters to the Ephesians and the, dude, there's so much in there, but I want to, I want to pull two up and, and let us talk about them. Uh, that as I was reading, uh, I was like, man, here it is because this is before it didn't really hit me. Why? Uh, well, here's a prelude. Here's a, here's a, yeah. here's a um, why they wandered 40 years in the desert. Um, never really made that connection. Yeah. And then I read it the other day and I'm like, well, there it is right yeah. there. So uh, we'll get to that. So, and I just want to say real quick that the, the, the reason why it's so important to read the Bible on a daily basis, to bring it back to what uh, Dr. Mike was saying about that headline about uh, people having more hope that read the Bible on a daily basis. Yeah, it's a book of hope. Everything that you worry about in your life, all your worries, all your cares, what am I going to, what, you know, what clothes am I going to wear? How am I going to afford clothes? How am I going to afford food? How am I going to afford my rent or my mortgage? Um, what if there's food shortages? Read, this is why you read the Bible because the Bible talks about it. And, and when, you, when you see the different verses that I'll share with the Psalms in, in the group, you know. Are you doing that now or you're starting to do that? I'm going to start doing that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like daily? I'll try to do it daily, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. right, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm writing down a list of different verses and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like when you read about like how the Lord provides and, and saves people, saves his people from uh, food scarcity and starvation, all these things are written in the Bible so that when you start hearing these news headlines about possible food shortages and this and that, it's not for us to worry about. They're, the world is trying to scare everybody. The enemy is trying to scare everybody. The only, the only people who should be living in fear are people who are not relying and depending on the Lord. But if you read the promises of God, the Bible tells us not to, not to worry about those things and that he provides for those who depend on him. But it's easy for us to get scared and to be in fear, especially when we're constantly being bombarded with this, this fearful, this fear campaign in the news all the time, that we have to constantly remind ourselves by spending time in the word. That's a good point. And it just reminded me, I just <laughs> flashed in my head that I got kicked out of a group because I, I, I posted, um, you know, Jesus leaving the 99 to, to save that one doesn't yeah. make any sense until you're that one. Yeah, you know and what I, was wrong with I, that post? I don't know. I got kicked out. <laughs> it yeah. just came to my mind when I when I when I said that. But it was a Christian group too. And yeah, I thought it was weird. Um, maybe because I didn't quote the the scripture. I don't know. Um, anyway, let's get to some good news. All, All right. right. Yeah. So, um, but but I will say, yeah, I, I look forward to that psalm. Um, there's so much going on in there that sometimes it's confusing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think it's important that you pull out some good stuff that's hitting you. And, oh, yeah. And we'll be able to, to you know, I, I know it'll help me because sometimes I go in there and I read it and yeah. I'm, I'm totally lost. And I'm like, I have no, because this jumps around. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I can't keep this timeline and what's going on and, and what's happening right now and what they're talking about. Um there's a lot of heavy hitters in the songs. There, there are. I mean, that's why like I'm starting to, like, it's it's a bit distracting because like this morning, so I'm reading through, I read through about six Psalms. Huh. Uh, I try to read like five to six Psalms every day. And then I'll read like, a, I try to re read like five to 10 chapters of whatever book I'm currently on. 
And so it, it was a bit distracting because I'm like, oh, this is really good. And then I jot down the verse. <laughs> oh, that's really good. And I'm, so I'm constantly taking a break to write down like in my notepad, um, yeah, good, the different scriptures that I want to share because these scriptures are so inspiring and yeah. are so encouraging that everybody needs to read. And I hope that when you read these scriptures that I share in the group, that it encourages you, encourages you to actually open up the Bible and start reading it on your own because it's really important. Um, even though Dr. Mike and I share this stuff in the group, we want you to read the Bible. We want you to be oh, yeah. submerged in it yeah, yeah. Um, because you need it. You, your, your soul needs it. It's uh, it's food for the soul. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll put some stuff in there and then I'll write some commentary. Um, but the, the important part is the, the verse that you're, that you're, yeah. that's hitting you. And if you read that verse and it doesn't make sense, open your Bible yeah. and read the surrounding circumstance and read what's going on. And uh, it, it'll really start to tune in and clear up some, some of the, something that doesn't make sense to you. Um, all right, on to good news. Well, that's good news. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So here we are. Let's go to Nebraska. And here's the headline. Nebraska church erases over 500000 in medical debt for 500 families. Wow. Which I think is awesome. Yeah. And it says um, Nebraska church paid off 500000 uh, uh, of 500 families in the local community. It's First Plymouth Congregational Church of Lincoln collected money for 14 months and then they stopped it on Easter Sunday. Uh, they received donations from 100,000 people, even those that weren't part of their congregation. And then they took that and they paid off half a million dollars worth of, of debt, of medical debt wow. for people. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes, man. it is. Yeah. And, and, and that's... I'd love to be able to do that kind of stuff. Right? How yeah. cool. Yeah. That's, and that's stuff we could look forward to down the line. You yeah, know, yeah. when we get the donations, that when the donations are there and the funding is there, you know, if we could help people, like even pay for surgeries and stuff like that, yeah. you know, stuff, maybe people who don't have insurance. And that brings me know. back to Cure. Cure yeah. International doing those surgeries for children. I mean, you want to make an impact in someone's life, uh, pay for a surgery for their child. Yeah. Right? Um, or donate to help pay for that. Uh, anyway, I thought that was super awesome. That is, that is awesome. Um, and that takes us to our next one, which is uh, a church cancels $3 million in medical debt for 3,300 families to demonstrate Christ's love. And this is in North Carolina. And uh, same thing, the, they helped cancel $3 million of, of debt. Um, and and it was, they say it was driven by words of Christ about love and forgiveness. And they just pull, pulled it up. And, and this is Trinity Moravian Church in, in Winston, uh, Salem, New York. And it's... They purchased $3.3 million of outstanding medical debt, and then they, they did a debt-burning ceremony, uh, and they burned them all up. That's awesome. How cool is yeah. that? Right? So that's uh, that's your local headlines for, for today. I mean, that that's encouraging. How cool. And, and you know what? I wish, like you said, one day they could just, you know— because yeah, you're always going to hear people struggling. And, 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 you know, the sad thing is, is that there's, you know— all these people should be able to be helped, you know, and, and, I, and I don't even want to get, I don't want to go down this conversation, this road, but you know, all the, all the money that the government wastes on a regular basis. Well, yeah. And yet they'll say, then, the, and then people get denied help, you know, but I don't want to talk about that because I don't want to take away from the fact that, that those, uh, those ministries are doing really amazing things and they're doing, they're doing the work of God, but it's just, it's just frustrating that at times, you know, yeah, now I want to. Uh, yeah, no, I agree, hundred percent. And uh, 
we could go off on that. <laughs> and that's why I didn't want to head down yeah. that road. But, you know, when you hear that, they, they don't even hide it. You know, the stuff is in the bills, you know, what they spend their money on. And it's just disgusting, you know, because then they'll deny people help and that, that need help, but you'll spend money on all this ridiculous stuff. So, yeah, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to jump to one of, one of the things I was reading before we get to the Old Testament is uh, it, this is in Ephesians. So if you're turning along, turn to Ephesians 2. And uh, this is Paul writing a letter. And this is the part I want to read to you. Uh, I'm going to read verse 8, and then, but I really want to pay attention to verse 10. Uh, verse 8 says, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and that's not from yourselves, it's a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. And then verse 10 says, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And that part made me like really think is like God prepared for us to do. Yeah. So I I mean Yeah. Let's talk about I want to talk about I want to talk about that. So let's yeah. let's talk about that. So if I read that correctly, mm -hmm. uh, the work that people do in advance. In advance. Yeah. Already set out. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. and, and and the not knowing or the getting there in life and the, the decisions you make and the twists and turns in life that get you to where you are. Yeah. Already play, already laid out. Yeah. Right? Um, same thing. Probably read that a hundred times. Yeah. And, and then I read that and I was like, well, let me read that again. You know, this has already been planned. You know what I mean? Like, think about how you and I met. And where we are now, yeah, didn't see that coming. No, no, <laughs> right? Didn't, but it all didn't, makes sense, though. You know, things when as as life unfolds, you start to get answers to your questions. Yeah, you know, like uh, I could say to myself, "Why didn't I die from an overdose when I was twenty-seven? Yeah. You know, why didn't I die from you know too much alcohol, alcohol binging? You know, uh, a couple of years ago." Uh, and then, <clears throat> then when you, when you see life unfold, the Lord had plans for everybody, you know, and, and the Lord says, this is, this is my plan for you because somebody could say, well, you know, like, like say maybe you used to do drugs with a group of friends and maybe you were the only one that survived. And maybe you've been asking yourself for years, why did I survive? Yeah. You know, Maybe the Lord has a plan for you that he didn't have for the others. You know, that there was a ministry or something, some special work that you were supposed to carry out and do. And sometimes you don't know that for years because you're, you're, being, you're being groomed. And the thing is, at certain points, you can look back now and you didn't understand why you were going through that at the time. But now you look back and you say, man, if, if it wouldn't have happened like that, my life takes a total different turn and I don't end up here. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I do that a lot. I look back <clears throat> and I say, well, why was I going? Cause when you're in it, it sucks. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, what am I going through this for? What am I possibly being made to learn here? Yeah. I know it all. And you know that, you know, this goes back to another conversation that I've had in the past and I, and I'm sure I'll get tons of disagreement on this, that our, our life isn't, it doesn't revolve around our personal happiness. You know, the bottom line is we're here on earth for two things, to have a relationship with Jesus Christ and God and to carry out his will and his work. 
And I'm not saying we can't have joy and peace in the process, but joy and peace are not equatable to happiness. And that's why I don't like when happiness and joy are used interchangeably uh, because they're not the same thing. And, you know, the, the things that I've gone through in my life and the things that I've been through in my life as a whole, I would say I didn't necessarily live a happy life, but I've definitely had many moments of joy. And the joy comes from God. Yeah, he gives us the ability to really enjoy. When I look back, uh, I've been through some terrible things, just yeah. like everybody. But, you know, at the time, you're like, you know, how long is this going to go on for? And what could I possibly, why am I going through this? You know, and it's happened where a lot of times in my life where it's been, you don't see it, man, 30 years later, you know, or, or, Man, I was somewhere yesterday where I had my 10th birthday party and here I am. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like... Uh, but it goes by fast. Uh, it just seems like yesterday because I remember being there for my 10th birthday. Yeah. And I remember glimpses of that. And um, so when you look back over your life and you see, you know what, now you have those aha moments. You know what I mean? Where you're like, ah, now it makes sense where 15 years ago I was struggling and I was washing dishes for hours and hours, for three dollars an hour, or whatever, and why, 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 why was you know, and why did I go through that, and why, why was I this, and what did I learn from that, and then you look at where you are now, and, and dude, there's stuff in my life I've done that I still haven't, I still don't know why, but I'm learning more every year, yeah, on, on why things went that way, and the times I went before God, and it's like you know what, I choose this woman. This is the one I want. Yeah. And give her to me. This this is it. Like we're we're happy. <laughs> like and, Samson. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Another, and, he he really wanted that Philistine woman. <laughs> yeah. And his parents were like, you sure? Like you can, you know, yeah, yeah. we can get you a, a local, you know, one of the women from Israel. And he's like, No, I want her. Yeah. And it says in in the, that book of what's that, uh first is that first Samuel? Not sure. Um no, Judges. And the um, the Lord, the Lord made Samson desire yeah. the Philistine woman yeah, yeah. because he wanted to cause problems for the Philistines. Yeah. So you know, it makes you wonder. Like sometimes, like why why do you have this drive for this person? You know, and I and I do believe that maybe not always, but I I do believe that a lot of times it's the Lord possibly doing it. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, Maybe the Lord made you attracted to this person or brought this person into your life because of something else that was further down the line. Yeah. That was was tied into his plans. I've also had people in my life that left my life 10, 20 years ago and then reappeared. Yeah. And you're like, that's weird. Um, that's strange. Yeah. Uh, why are you here now? <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, some people I've picked up and we've moved forward and other people you've reconnected. And it's just like, um, it's just like a weird encounter that you ran into them again. Um, but there's, there, there's always something done. You know, it's, thank God God answers prayer, but, but also that he doesn't answer the ones that right. are not... <laughs> <laughs> the ones where we think we know everything. He answers prayer according to his will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 
and and his plan. I mean, our life, uh, our lives would be a. If we're completely honest with ourselves, our lives would be a mess. Total if, if the Lord answered every single prayer we had. Total different. Ever, ever said. Yeah. Because we don't. Because the bottom line is, and this comes down to humility. We don't know what's best for our lives. But we think we do. We that, think that's we do. the problem. Yeah. <laughs> we think we really do. Right. Yeah. Because at the time we're like, this is what I want. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And like the Lord's going, you know, our heavenly Father is saying, no, 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 this yeah, is you, no good for you. And you don't want that. I have something better for you. I have something better planned for you. And that's just, you know, it, that that comes down to maturity, though. And that's that could be a lifelong process. Yeah, well, to, yeah. To accept it, that. It is. And then that opens up debate, like, from a, a theological side on, well, do you think he just lets you, he gives you what you want and lets you suffer the consequence of that action? Like, he's, you know, it's, do you, do you think he allowed, let's say, I want I wanted that person in my life and I marry that person in my life. Now I have kids with that person in my life and now my life is totally different. Or there's a lot of heartache and pain associated with that person that drags me through the mud and through the dirt and through pain that I wouldn't have had. I think that's very well possible. Yeah. I think that when you... Going back to like reading the Old Testament and you read about what the Israelites went through and how when they got, when they disobeyed the Lord and they were punished. Oh, we're going to get into that. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> and this is a great prelude. Yeah. So when they get punished and, and they, they go through a certain punishment for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And then after so much time of crying to the Lord for help, yeah. he finally rescues them from their punishment, from their captors. Yeah. Uh, from their, and that's why, that's another thing. Um, <clears throat> you know, that the Bible talks about is that, uh, and I, I forget where this passage came from, but uh, God said, the Lord smashes the chains of your oppressors yeah. and frees you from your oppression. And so you could be going something in life, going through something in life. Maybe it's because you disobeyed. Maybe you didn't know you disobeyed. Maybe you did, but maybe you you did something sinful, which automatically is a, is disobedience. And maybe because of those sinful choices, it led you down a path that you, by the time you were so far down that path, you're like, where am I? Yeah. I am nowhere near in my life where I want to be. But the beautiful thing is, as you're going through this turmoil and all this stress, once you start crying out to the Lord, it goes back to Psalm 34, 6, you know, uh, I was a nobody, but I prayed and the Lord saved me from all my troubles. You, the Lord wants to hear from you and once you start turning things around by turning to the Lord and asking and crying out for help, and then he comes to your rescue because the Bible says the Lord rescues those who depend on him. The Lord rescues those who cry out to him for help. Yeah. And once you do that, um, your time as a slave in Egypt will come to an end. You Man, like what, that? What a great they, segue. I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> it, he will smash the chains of your yeah. oppressors and he will free you from your sin. Your, your sin. Um, because that's, and this is why the, the, the illustration we get in the Old Testament, and this is why it's so important to read the Old, the Old Testament too, is when, you, when the, the Israelites disobeyed, God did allow for punishment to, to, to come, come over them. And then they were either taken captive or they were oppressed by enemies. They were bitten by snakes. And then when they started uh, crying out, when they started realizing, okay, we were, we were wrong for disobeying, we were wrong for sinning, and they started crying out to the Lord and asking him for help, 
the Lord had mercy on them, and he said, okay, I will, I will now start making your enemies afraid of you, and they will start losing. And the stuff that I had, the punishment that I had on you will now go on to your enemies. Yeah, until a certain point uh, where God gets a little fed up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're going to, uh, what a segue that was yeah. <laughs> right in there. Okay, let's so, do it. So let's do it. Yeah. So now granted, I've read this, like I said, a hundred times. Um Never, never knew the significance of the forty years. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's paint the backdrop. So Israel is left Egypt, and they're now leaving Sinai. Yeah. Okay. So um, they're going to towards the Promised Land. They're exploring Canaan, and they sent out their spies to explore the land to come back with a report of yep. the, the people in there, uh, what the land's like, what the people are like, if are they're going to walk in and roll over them or if they're going to, okay. Yeah. So, okay. So we're all. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. So I'm going to read a couple, a couple spots here. Uh, we're in uh, the book of numbers and this is chapter 14 and it says, now this is the people have, now we have a history of complaining, complaining, complaining. Yeah. And the Lord saying, okay, 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 you know, I'll do this, I'll do that. Um, so uh, I want you to read, uh, well, I'll read 1420, right? Numbers 1420. The Lord replied, I have forgiven them as you asked. Nevertheless, as surely as I live and as surely as the glory of the Lord fills the whole earth, not one of those who saw my glory and the signs I performed in Egypt and in the wilderness uh, but who disobeyed me and tested me 10 times, not one of them will ever see the land I promised on earth to their ancestors. Right? So this is, well, of course there's a, um, you know, he makes exceptions there to Caleb and um, you can read about that. And that's not the part that I I want to, so that, that's what's happening now. So now he's like, okay, I've done all this. I've done all this now. Now that's enough. (laughs) Like how how long are you still going to complain after I've done all this for you? Um, So then, you know, this gets to the point where, he tells them, in the wilderness, your bodies will fall. Every one of you, 20 years old or more, who has uh, counted in the senses, who has grumbled against me, uh, not one of you will enter the land I swore. Okay, so that's still not the part. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> that's where we're at, though. Okay, and like I said, there's exception with Caleb. Right, um, because he was the only one that didn't try to talk people out of going correct. there. Yeah. So, and Joshua. Yeah. Um, and so they said, we can do this guys with the Lord's help. We can take on these people. Right. So if you're not familiar with that story, man, what a good story. Yeah. So get in there and read it. And this is the part that finally made sense to me. And it says, um, this is uh, chapter 14 again, verse 32. But as for you, your bodies will fall in this wilderness. Your children will be shepherds here for 40 years suffering for your unfaithfulness until the last of your bodies lies in the wilderness for 40 years, one year for each of the 40 days you explored the land. You will suffer for your sins and know that what it's like to have me against you. So he's, they explored, they explored the new land for 40 years or 40 days. Yeah. And that was his punishment is for every day they explored the land one year, they'd have to wander in the, in the, the wilderness. Never really made that connection ever why 40 was significant and why um i mean at this point you know you you can open up to well god 
why is he so mean to them and why no he's not mean to them <laughs> like this is it was uh, also to um so that they had to live out the rest of their lives there and they yeah. they died they cuz that generation was to die in the desert right so it was a combination of the each year for each day and they were they were living out the rest of their lives in the desert yeah and it's i mean think about what's happened they've come from slaves and and You've seen all this miraculous stuff in not just in Egypt. Yeah. Now you've got a pillar of cloud to protect you from the heat. You've got food coming from heaven. Right. You've yeah. got uh, the the the, the quails. The quail. Yeah. You've got uh, the snakes coming and then and then them looking at the pole and okay and all that and and now it's still still God saying I'm giving you this land and then they go out and they yeah. say wow there's no way we can take this land. Um, and they were discouraged because the people were giants. You know, they were yeah. the Anakim. Yeah, yeah. Um, so apparently these people were giants. Maybe they were like seven or eight feet tall. I don't know. Um, but the the important thing is these people lived through the parting of the Red Sea. Yeah, exactly. And, they and, see, and all this other stuff. Yeah, I mean, so they saw the miraculous power of the Lord, you know, and I'm not trying to be judgmental, but, you know, one thing that, that I want to tie into this in my own personal life is, so like I, I had a lot of anxiety, you know, after like the the different derailments, the train derailments and yeah. the chemical spills. Yeah, yeah. And it was after I was in the hospital, it was after I was hospitalized and I was home from anxiety. And then I was, um, cause I thought I was having a heart attack. I didn't know. So I, I got an ambulance ride to the hospital. So I'm reading the Bible the one night and I, I'm in a completely different area of the Bible. Well, I fall asleep, I wake up and I look at the Bible and it's open between Acts chapters 27 and 28. And that's when the Apostle Paul was on that ship that got shipwrecked on the island of Malta. Right. And it was about where um, Paul was gathering wood for the fire and uh, when he threw the, the, the wood in the fire, a poisonous snake jumped out and bit and latched onto his arm. Yeah. And he didn't die. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was the Lord speaking to me because how the Bible opened up to that page, I don't know. Yeah. But I woke up and there it was in the book of Acts. And, you know, that was the Lord speaking to me uh, saying like, you know, I'm in control of everything, yeah. you know, and not to, not to worry about that kind of stuff. Now, how I'm tying this in with what we were talking about is sometimes I will, sometimes my anxiety will get to me and I'll start thinking about things. And then I, then I have to rebuke myself yeah. and remind myself of what the Lord told me by having the Bible open to that page. It's easy to, to forget. It's easy to get wrapped up in your own head and start to worry. But then, you know, it, it's like with, so like with the, the Israelites wandering around the desert, you know, faced with another issue, yeah. another problem. And then they start to get all wrapped up in their anxiety and they're scared, but they, that's when they should have reminded themselves, well, wait a sec, you know, the Lord parted the Red Sea. We were able to get away from the Egyptians and then the Lord closed up the Red Sea again, drowning all of them in, in the sea. Yeah. But it's like, it's, it's, you have to be act, proactive about it. You have to constantly remind yourself. Well, I remember too, they've, they've gone through a number of times where, they want to elect a leader to lead them back to Egypt, yeah, back to back to bondage, and, and Moses and Aaron have to go before the Lord and plead, you know, don't let us, don't let them take them back there. Um, now you see that you know the Israelites now are getting uh, that forty years is going to be fulfilled, and they're not going to see 
the promised land and Moses and Aaron both die. Um, it, you know, that one part, I don't know if I talked about it uh, on this show last week or, or my show maybe with um, Moses and Aaron and Eleazar going up on the mountain and them taking off Aaron's um, yeah, garments yeah. and giving it to his son. And then Aaron ends up dying on the mountain there and coming down. And I'm thinking through my head, like, wow, what a scene that is. You know, like they're passing this down, knowing that he's not coming back down the mountain yeah. with them. And uh, and Moses actually, he was going to be one of the one of the exceptions to be allowed to cross into the promised land. Yeah. It was because of his... Um, when he hit the rock with the wall. Yeah, he was, uh, the Lord said he was, he disrespected him yeah. in front of the people yeah, yeah. and with his anger. And that was why he was kept from being allowed to cross into the promised land. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, I think just like you do when I think of all these things that uh, these Israelites actually saw, you know, and they're seeing this Red Sea part and they're seeing this, you know, and I'm like, man, how, how dumb do you have to be? To see this, but then and I know, just I just want to put this out there. I feel bad for Moses. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. he he would complain. He would complain different times to the Lord, like, "What? Why? Why do you? Why are you doing this to me? Why? Why, why do I have to put up with these people?" <laughs> well, I think just like you, like you did, is like you know, uh, yeah, they were seeing that stuff, but then they would always still be like, "Oh, there's no faith, no faith." I mean, we get like that too. Yeah, like we're not seeing the actual. Red Sea parting, right. but when we have anxiety and we get through it, um, I mean, we forget, yeah. you know, or if I have an issue that I'm dealing with and God gets me through it, when something else comes up, I forget that he already, mm -hmm. and you, but you and have the to same be, thing. you have to be constant about it and you have to be proactive about it. Yeah. You have to constantly remind yourself. Because it's easy to get, we're all worked up and you start to get anxious and you start to panic. Yeah. But then you got to say to yourself, wait a second, Jesus helped me through this problem in the past and I know he's going to be able to do it again. Yeah. And, but this is a constant, you have to constantly remind yourself because anxiety will take over if you allow, if you allow it to. Yeah. And then it makes the, me thinking about them keeps, keep having no faith or, or, or doubting. Yeah. It makes that, it make more sense. And that, and that's offensive to the Lord. That, well, yeah, that hurts, right. that hurts the Lord, you know, because it, it really, it really goes back to what was going on with the Israelites in the desert. You yeah. know, it, it was a slap in his face, you know, every time like something, something new arose and it was, woe is us. Yeah. They, and, they, <laughs> yeah. And, they, and they, and they, they were starting to turn from the Lord saying, Oh, well, why did you lead us out here? We're going to die. We don't have this. We don't have that. The Lord was the Lord was trying to show them that all you needed was Him. That He was that you, if you depend on Him, He would provide, and He was doing that. The Lord was providing for yeah, them, yeah. and and that's why it's important for us to to allow ourselves to mature and grow, and and you know as our faith gets stronger, to keep reminding ourselves, you know, of what the Lord has done for us in the past, so that we don't, you know, unintentionally slap Him in the face like that. Yeah, it's a good point, and and it's, you know, it made made me really think about that entire situation, you know, and that whole thing because I'm reading that that section of it now before they're about to go over now, and and when I read that, I'm like, wow, it makes sense. Now it makes sense. I don't think I ever made that connection before. Yeah, because you remember, um, it might have been in the book of Deuteronomy, right at the beginning, where it says that uh, where. Um, where Mo Moses made like his final speeches to the yeah, Israelites, yeah. they said it was only like eleven days to cross. Oh, really? From, from like where they came from in Egypt to there. 
Oh, you mean from when they, okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. It, it, their journey could have been so fast. Yeah, yeah. Like they, yeah, yeah. they, they're the reason why, and a lot of people I don't think know that, the reason why the Israelites wandered in the desert was because they were being punished. Yeah. I mean, they, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have had to have been in the desert that long. And you see, you know, so many things in that story, you know, the earth opening up and swallowing up people that are, that's so much stuff in that, that, yeah. <laughs> that book um, and that story. So that yeah. was when they, um, those three guys led the rebellion. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and, and yeah, cool story. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just really cool, and just imagine seeing stuff like that. The earth and, opened up because Moses said, "If if this was um, the Lord, if the Lord chose me to be the uh, the leader, and Aaron to be the leader, because I think it was about Aaron, right? Which part?" The, when those three men and their families got swallowed up by the earth. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Moses said, if this was the Lord's doing, then something might happen that you'd never seen before, right, like right. the earth opening up and swallowing them and all their possessions and everything. Yep. And then, and then boom, all of a sudden, boom. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's not the first time. There's, there's, there's other stories of that happening too, you know, of a revolt and, and saying, let's elect the leader and go back and, and, yeah. I mean, just think, he comes down from the mountain with Ten Commandments and they're, they're worshiping a, a golden calf, you know? So from the time he went up there to the time he came down, they lost faith already. I, you know? So it's, you know, the the thing, I I can never get over this about about that that part in the Bible is because I, I could, I, okay, I can see the Israelites, the other Israelites doing that, but the fact that Aaron was like leading the charge on it yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, okay. Well, give me all your jewelry, and I'll make a calf. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Now he's one of the ones that went in the Pharaoh. The, the, you know. Yeah. To, well, to get Moses the, was furious, yeah. furious with him. You ever see History of the World Part One? Uh, I think I did. Yeah, with Mel Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite part of that movie is, you know, when he, when Moses is coming down and he's got three tablets. <laughs> He goes, the Lord gave us 15 commandments and he drops one, <laughs> shatters, and he goes, 10, 10 commandments. Oh, so funny. You haven't seen that movie. Mel Brooks, is a, he's a classic. Yeah. He's a, I'll tell you, that movie was ridiculous. I, I mean, it's, it's very inappropriate, but... But funny at the same time. The, like, I remember the, the scene with the Lord's Supper and yeah, the yeah. Leonardo da Vinci comes in. He's like, okay, guys, move to one side of the table. <laughs> yeah. I got to make a painting. <laughs> it's a funny movie. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> that part. Yeah, even when he, uh, like, Moses is parting the Red Sea and then he, it happens and there's a guy behind him, like, stick him up and he's got his hands up. <laughs> the Red Sea parts. Oh, funny stuff. All right. Anyway, yeah. so uh, if you don't know that story, I challenge you to go read even the parts in Egypt, man. When they're when they're Moses's whole story is amazing. Yeah, you know, from the time is. he's a baby uh, until the time he grows up and he leaves, he comes back, he takes the people out. Everything that happens in his entire life is like such a cool story. You really don't appreciate it until you you start really diving into the Bible, but. Yeah. I would say outside of Jesus Christ, Moses is the most influential prophet in the Bible. It, well, think it, about it. They call it Mosaic Law and Law yeah, of Moses. And yeah. you you read about that all throughout the New Testament, you know, with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Um, yeah. I mean, it's he was iconic, to say the least. Oh, well, yeah, for sure. And if you don't know that story, man, you're missing out on a good story. It's uh, what, what a character. What, what, a, what a figure. 
you know, and, and this is you know, totally off topic, but some people even believe that one of the one of the two the witnesses, witnesses might, might be, be Moses. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've I've been in debates with that. The only problem, Not debates, discussions. The only problem I have with that, and I don't want to. We this is a totally different topic, and we're running out of time. But uh, the only problem I have with that theory is the fact that all men are only appointed to die once. Yeah, and Moses already died. Yeah, and that's why I I don't know. But when you see the scene on the mountain with the transfiguration of Jesus Christ, and yeah. he's meeting up with Elijah and Moses, yeah, this makes you wonder. I don't I don't know. There's, there's a lot. That's that's theology at its core. Now, Elijah never died. Right. So that that's why everyone, not everyone, a lot of people think I could see he's that. one of them. And yeah. Enoch, because they're the only two people in the Bible that never died. Well, it's uh, speaking of Enoch, I still have your book of Enoch. Uh, yeah, that's an, right that's an interesting read. I still haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah. I, I will. It's a heavy read, um, but yeah. it's interesting. And it's, uh, hey, you know, this stuff with Moses, too, and you, you think about how crazy as life was and, and whatever but when the lord calls him at the at the burning bush um he tries to talk god out of it you yeah know what i mean he's like uh, i'm slow of speech and tongue and I, I stutter and i don't send me um and he still used him you know um and not only that but you want to talk about like uh finding out like what god's plan going back to ephesians um with the work that he had planned in yeah. advance. Yeah. This Moses didn't get called to do this till he was what, 80? And he already killed somebody. Yeah, Remember but that, that was part? years ago. Yeah. Cuz he spent he ran I think he killed somebody when he was around 40, yeah. right? And then yeah. he ran off because he was scared of like the Pharaoh that Pharaoh's going to try to kill him right. when they found out that he killed one of the Egyptians. So he ran off with his wife and I guess Midian. And he spent 40 years out there, and it wasn't until 40 years later. Like a whole new lifetime that's gone by. Yeah. Yeah. And then he finally got called. So he finally, after all those years, was starting to live out the plan yeah. that God had for his life. Yeah. And well, So this is kind of cool, you know, because cool. it is cool because you think to yourself, like, you don't know. You might not know for a long time in life what your ultimate plan is in life. Yeah. So don't get discouraged if yeah. you're not not happy where you're at right now. Uh, there's a plan. So, man, that came full circle. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, good show, man. Yeah, and, definitely. And uh, you know, we look forward to having Bree. I know she couldn't make it this time. Uh, we're gonna miss her uh, her phone call, but next time we'll get her back on here. Bree, stop avoiding us. Bring us. Yeah. Food. All right. So, uh, for for JB and myself, this is. Uh, this has been a cool a cool episode. I oh, think. yeah. I like it. And, yeah. And uh, we look forward to next week's episode. And hopefully we'll have uh, Miss Bree Jones. And maybe some us. food. And maybe some food. <laughs> Just driving that thought home. <laughs> Bree Jones. So. Uh, if you're listening. <laughs> listening. All right. Anything else, my man? No, I think that about does it. All right. Check us out on Facebook. Go to Psalm346Ministries.org. Uh, find us on Facebook, Psalm346Ministries.org. We got the Facebook page. We got the community group. And we'd love to see you there. Yeah, and if you uh, are in the area and you feel like volunteering, we've got work for you. Most definitely. <laughs> so, we are always looking to expand, yeah. and we are just, like, pushing forward here. Yeah. And here we go. Yeah. So Buckle up. Yep. So until next time, thank you, and uh, we'll see you then.